always look on the bright side of life. Are you an RV person? Or are you just RV life curious, wondering how people live in a tiny space with their family 24-7? Either way, this is a podcast for you. My name is Kate White, and I travel full-time with my family and two kids and the dog in an RV. Every week, I sit down with a fellow RV woman to learn why she chose RV life and how she has changed on the road. Pull a chair up to the fire and let's chat. Hello, my friends and fellow RV queens. This is a special Christmas episode of the RV Queens podcast featuring my husband, Drew. Hello. Some people go on trips away together and have sex and other people record podcasts. Are you kidding me? So we record podcasts. (laughs) No, my hat's not working. Everyone on YouTube is going to be like, why is your Christmas hat broken? Is there a live audience for this one? Um, Did you tell them? Only the angels that are singing the chorus around us. <laughs> it's Christmas. <laughs> Believe in the magic, baby. All right, guys. So for this Christmas episode, I welcomed my husband, even though he's not an RV woman. He's married to an RV woman. And we are going to discuss the life lessons that we've learned Over the past year of living on the road, most of you know, we're kind of new at RV life. We only started a year ago, September. Mm -hmm. And I don't think we're as new anymore. That's 15 months. Yeah. I mean, not bad, but tis the season for reflection. And at the end of the year, everyone loves to do that thing where they look back and they're like, let's just talk about what a year we have. So we did the same thing, except it's not just like RV gear and talk about RV stuff. It's like, whoa, there was some like deep emotional and mental and spiritual and psychological stuff that we learned. And we're going to share that with you today. Some tough lessons that we learned along the way. And uh, I would say that there's been a lot more growth (laughs) than we expected. Yeah. Um, We've been challenged quite a bit. Yeah. So true. All right, let's kick us off. The number one lesson we learned. I wouldn't no, say number yeah, one. Yeah, I would say these aren't. The these, first, these are out of order. These, I would say these aren't in order. <laughs> <laughs> and also we're leading with the number one, like our top one. Everybody's going to stop listening. Yeah. The worst lesson Turn we learned. Let's start with the worst. This is the worst Next, lesson. We'll end with the best. Go listen to Mel Robbins. Uh, <laughs> all right. The first lesson learned. Optimism is overrated. Do you want to expi- do you want to yeah, so expound upon that? This is This is important because... It's important to us because if you're familiar with the Enneagram, me and Drew are both Enneagram sevens, which mean means we are fun loving, optimistic. Um, we're both youngest child. Youngest also, children. we're both youngest. Very children. optimistic. We, you know, just kind of have a positive, fun thing going on here, mm-hmm. and it's super great. But sometimes optimism isn't what. Um, it's cut out to be. Kate and I, yes, very overly optimistic. You know, there's a, a British song, always look on the bright side of life. It's actually my least favorite it's song. It's her least favorite song, and, and I sing it all but the time. That would that would describe us well, is that we're always trying to look on the bright side of life. I would say that did us a little bit of a disservice when we started because mm-hmm. we just thought everything was going to be sunshine and roses. It was yeah. going to be perfect. Um and so when things quickly, and I mean quickly, like yeah. our first, first 
stop and first weekend away uh, did not go as expected, which every RVer can relate with. Um, We just were, it was really mentally tough and exhausting on us at first. And so uh, we just kept thinking that this whole trip, we, we really didn't follow influencers and, and people doing this until maybe like right before we started. So you see all these beautiful pictures and Instagram right. reels. And it's like, this is going to be magical. We're going to be on beaches. Everything will be perfect. And it's like, oh, hey, we're on the side of the road for two hours with a flat tire. And yeah. it turns out I don't have any of the equipment to change that, even though I could change a tire. We were too optimistic instead that of everything was going to go well. Now I would say we anticipate stuff will go wrong mm-hmm. and that that's just part of this life. And I think that has helped us in life in general and will help us moving forward to yeah. realize we still will reframe our view mm-hmm. on things, um, you know, when we're getting negative, but uh, it's just helped us to, th- to realize that stuff will go wrong and that's okay. Um, right. And to expect obstacles and hiccup- hiccups along the way. Yeah. And even to say, how will this go wrong? That's a life lesson <laughs> for business and how life. How could this go wrong? Yeah. Uh, just kind of put some anticipatory uh, preparation out there. So yeah. that's been a big life lesson for us. Mm-hmm. Number two, resilience is a muscle that can be trained <laughs> along the lines of things going wrong. Mm-hmm. Oh, my gosh. Yeah. Um, so I, I feel like this really came up. You mentioned when we were on the side of the road for like two hours. Mm-hmm. That's happened to us for like feels like more than one time. Yeah. But the, We've been on but the, the main example times. that comes is like we were going from like St. Louis to Indiana or something like that, weren't we? Yeah, we were in like Podunk, Indiana. There was nothing around. Yeah, or like Illinois. I don't know. One it of those Indiana. somewhere Midwest. We were headed to Santa Claus, Indiana. States. Oh, that's right. And we had a flat tire and it was like within our first couple months of being on the road. So everything was ultra stressful. What do you do for two hours on the side of the road? I don't even remember what we did, but... yeah. Yeah, and also the, the, remember the car, the truck would be like shaking as right. semis and cars passed. would come by, and, and yeah, any you got the kids in the back seat and the dog. Any RVer can probably relate with this. Yep. It's like you find a book, you eat some snacks. Oh no, we were like kids. You, you can watch whatever you want. Oh at yeah, this point. we probably did have some screen time in there, yeah. and just find some find a way to chill and mm-hmm. get through it. And then the next time it happens, it's like okay. We can get through this, you know? We have dealt with, um, for seven months, we got we got a brand new RV, and for seven, the first seven months, our bedroom slide was broken, so yeah, it was always stuck right. in. Um, our first RV um, that we're now out of broke, I mean, multiple Monthly. repairs. We, we, uh, At least months. Can I share numbers and things like that? We probably sure, paid yeah. eight to ten grand in repairs in the first three months on the road. Um, yeah. You know, we were just kind of quickly bleeding money, and so... Uh, and then we've even had mobile RV techs that have told us that in terms of some of the RV things we've dealt with, we've had some of the worst luck of people they've met. Yeah. Um, so not we're not trying to uh, brag about all of our RV problems, um, but I think uh, that has actually changed our family. I think we weren't that resilient when we started. Right. And so um, we've learned to be more resilient. And like it ties into the first one about stuff will go wrong. Right. Um, and it's just how you respond. And, you know, we've learned to problem solve better as well and to yeah. just stay calm in those situations. Um, we had recently an auto level issue. Yeah. And I was getting upset in my mind. And I told Kate to take uh, the kids and but... go get dinner. And I just kind of sat on the ground 
moping for a second. And then I, <laughs> and then I realized I actually started to chuckle because I thought when we're like 70 and 75 and we're sitting on the porch together or in a hotel recording a podcast, we'll be laughing about these times when we took our kids on the road and yeah. things that went wrong. And so, um, good perspective. I switched my perspective. I didn't have that resilience before Yeah, at all. Good stuff. Thank you for sharing that story about when we're going to be old and sitting on a porch. Oh. <laughs> All right. Number three. This is a good one. It's yeah. about the RV community. There is no social status around a campfire. Mm-hmm. I think actually the lesson, I don't know if you bleep things, but it is, um, is it okay to say that on your show? Well, let's just keep it family friendly. Okay. It's so Christmas. It's, it's f- social status. Dude, oh campfire. Call your friends and get together. <laughs> Oh, yes. So glad I invited you to the podcast today. You have someone that can edit that out, I'm sure. Before we started RV life, we lived in a house in the suburbs, but it like, it wasn't as big of a house as some of our friends or as in as nice of a neighborhood. And I think that stopped us. Like we had some insecurities about um, our house and stuff that kind of like in our mind blocked us from inviting friends over sometimes because we didn't think we had as nice of a house or could cook as nice of a meal or like whatever, whatever. Um, and then in our V life, we realized like the point is gathering and getting to know each other. Mm-hmm. And I literally have no idea how much money anyone makes. Like you can't tell, like you just can't tell mm-hmm. what people's social status is. Um, with other full-time <laughs> RVers. And it doesn't matter either. The point mm-hmm. is like, are our kids getting along? Let's share stories. Let's share life. Let's share a meal. And that's actually the point anyways that yeah. we just kind of lost sight of. Well, you and I are not great cooks. Yeah. You know, mm-hmm. and so um, there were all these like insecurities that we had yeah. about having people over. And one of the big epiphanies yeah, that we've had is like, at a campground, you just build a campfire. You get together with people. And the funny thing is we've probably hosted people in our camper more than we yeah. ever did in our tiny little, you know, 42-foot camper. Yeah. Um, you know, we had friends over the other day on a rainy day. Yeah. And they were hanging out. We just talked. And it's like, and our house was a mess. Their kids were over playing. I mean, it's cramped quarters. <laughs> <laughs> we didn't care. They didn't care. That's just life. And uh, uh, That's right. And so I think, you know, it's like, our time with our friends and people that we care about is limited. And so instead of caring so much about social status and whether our house looks perfect and all that, it's like, I mean, just build a campfire and have, have your friends over, you yeah. know, so. Or pull out some board games and order some pizza, like right. whatever. Yeah. yeah. So that's like, and I said, that's a regret too, is probably not yeah. moving past our insecurities more and being like, who cares? We just want to have people over. Yeah. That's I mean, right. Come sit in our driveway and we'll do a campfire. <laughs> you <laughs> you know? really, you really love the campfire. Campfires, yeah. <laughs> Fire. Uh, all right. Number four. Lesson learned on the road. If you're miserable, pay the price. Move mm-hmm. to the next campground. Yes. But for Pete's sake, I kept it PG. Don't be miserable. Don't stay miserable. Don't stay miserable. Mm-hmm. And this lesson came when we were trying to stay at a campground in Navarre, Florida, which our friends had stayed at and told us was amazing. And we pull up and it was less than amazing. It had a 
a creep factor vibe. And then we found out. Yeah. We weren't at the right campground. We booked the wrong campground. It wasn't our, the one our friends told us to go to. And uh, uh, and when you're traveling with kids and you get the creep factor vibe, yeah. I mean, we had already paid for the week or whatever. Yeah. And it was like, bye. It was creepy. And then also like the next morning they were cutting down a tree oh, with a yeah, chainsaw like, right by us at 6 a.m. And it was right. like, what? How how is this okay? I mean, yeah. we have quiet. You have quiet hours at say eight a.m. So it was good enough campground. We could stay the night and be okay. And so we were having this whole debate. You know, like I mean, we paid for the week. Do we just, you know, eat the cost and go? Do we stay? Yeah. Um, you know, because at this point, by the way, it's still early in our adventures, and we're we were bleeding money with the oh, yeah. repairs. <laughs> um, but I think we, you know, for us, it's like we could have been miserable for the week and stayed there, and yes, and sucked it up and. All of that, but it didn't feel like a safe campground, I would say. Yeah. It felt yeah. pretty there. And and the lady even we told her, like they asked why we were leaving and um we mentioned it wasn't very family friendly and they yeah. agreed She's with that. Like, so Yeah, you're right. Um so we 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 bit the bullet, paid the price and moved to the next campground. And I think there's a there's a life lesson there. Right. About not staying miserable and sometimes paying the price to move on. Yeah. And also like living on the road is not cheap. Yeah. I think. I mean, you can do it cheap. Yeah. Yeah. You can. You can. People definitely do it. It's we know people. Challenging. But also, yeah. like, there's just, I I feel like when, before this adventure over the last year, I was a lot more cognizant of, like, well, I don't want to waste, I don't want to waste that food. I don't want to waste the money. I don't want to, there was just a little more scarcity. And at this point, it's just like, dude, sometimes you just got to, you're going to lose money. And that's okay. <laughs> and trust that it'll come back into your life. And it's, um, I feel like I'm a little more like open and free with that <laughs> because, yeah. uh, well, it's not like we're booking thousand dollar campgrounds and then cancel them all the time, but we're just saying, right. You know, we've had, and we've had that actually, I think more than once now where it was like, we kind of were in a, a bad situation and we yeah. were like, let's, let's move on. Let's and get I, out of and here. I think that's, um, I think that's a good life lesson. It's like right. there's times where maybe it's a job or, or a situation that people are in and you're like, why am I staying miserable? Oh, yeah. I just need to pay the price. I mean, I have a job I that I, I wish I would have quit years earlier yeah, you in did. retrospect, but we were there because I carried the insurance and it was a good time, paying yeah. job and blah, blah, blah. And right. We should have paid the price <sighs> and just done it. We, yeah. That was a lesson. So. There we go. There you go. Look at all this wisdom we're sharing. So wisdom. <laughs> I hope people are taking notes. Yeah. I mean, or yeah. transcribing this into a book, something. What's number five, okay, number- <laughs> People want to help you get where you're going. You just have to ask for help. That's right. Would you like me to start on this one? Yeah, sure. Uh, so are you going to take us back to the first weekend? Yeah. Okay. So our very first trip out of Omaha. Um, we had stayed at a campground to prep ourselves for this adventure and to do a test run. And we go to leave and our landing gear legs will not come up. Um, and we can't, they're just totally dead. We can't figure it out. And, uh, you know, Kate just kind of made eye contact with a neighbor and he was like, what's going on over there? You guys need some help? And it was like, yes, actually we do. And it was raining by the way. Remember that? Yes. So he comes over and I mean, it was an hour and a half of him. I didn't have a multimeter or anything at the time. I I mean, really didn't know anything. And uh, he helped us troubleshoot it, Mm -hmm. get on the road. We get on the road and we had planned to fill up 
our tires with air when we oh, left because we were going to we leave were early. For. Yes. Couldn't, and all the truck stops we stopped at had their um, air things air, weren't working. Their, yeah, were, were broken. So of course. Yeah, so we pull up to get gas. First time pulling up in the the uh, trailer and, and the truck and first time I've ever towed anything in my life yeah. <laughs> to get gas at the <laughs> at the truck stop. I'm a little nervous being near those semis. <laughs> One of the truck drivers had seen me parked a ways away at first, mm-hmm. came over and talked to me and was like, I think he told me, you know, you're not supposed to park here. And I was oh, like, yeah, right. I'm looking for air for my tires and I'm yeah. going to move. And then he told me, yeah, to pull up next to him and then he could help me fill my tires with air mm-hmm. with his truck. So he helped me get filled up. And then do you remember... Is he the one that taught you about the yellow line too? Taught me everything about like my very first truck stop, like how to all yeah. the etiquette there. But he also let the kids hop oh, yeah. in the truck and pull Into the horn. The and cat. then I got in and pulled the horn. And um, and then he was like telling me all these safety tips. And so um, I had, and I had asked him for help once he told me, yeah. I forgot to mention this because we're telling people that ask for help. Yeah, that's, right. that's some, the point. I have to that's cut the point. some of this. <laughs> So I had, so he came over and talked to me, told me I was in the wrong spot. I told him what I was doing and I asked him for help on where, where to get air around here. And, uh, we've just had that. We have a great friend, TJ, who I call shout out to TJ all the time with, when I have problems and ask him for help. I've had, um, Jason, Mm -hmm. multi-family mobile RV tech, um, Joe Price, all sorts yeah. of people that you call, I've called or asked for help. And I've had other guys at campgrounds. One time our hitch would not lock. We couldn't figure oh, out why. Yeah. And it was like four guys at a campground right. in Clearbrook that were like troubleshooting it with me and trying to figure it out. I'm calling Jason that, on the phone. That was another and, rainy day too, wasn't it? Uh, it rained was it? earlier and then stopped. But yeah, yeah, when we were yep. trying to clean up. Yeah. Evan, Evan the, the first time we got, yes. we got a new hitch and, and we were oh, that in was another Clermont and that was downpouring. The heck? That was downpouring and Evan... Yeah, I called him and the and he comes out in the rain downpouring yeah. and helps me with fix my hitch. He even and, gave you one of those like yeah. slider thingies for under the hitch. I yep. mean, it's amazing. You're really good at asking for help. Because <laughs> I don't know what I'm doing most of the time. But yeah, so the point of this whole story is there's people that want to help yeah. you get to where you're going. You just have to ask for help, which That's is a great right. life lesson. Go ahead. You take over. That's right. That's a good one. I don't yeah. have anything to add. Those are mm-hmm. some good stories. Let's keep moving. I think that's good for life. Ask it for is. Help. Number six. Oh, this is a good one. I like this one. You're not alone. You're just at the wrong campground. You're not alone. You're just at the wrong campground. What does mm-hmm. that mean? What's the life lesson here? Well, let's just tell the story to back it up. Okay. The first three months on the road, I think you all get the picture that we had no idea what we were doing. And we were just booking sun outdoors and whatever campground that seemed nice and was like close to cities that we wanted to visit and had pull throughs. Cause I was all, yeah, that's right. We didn't want to back into any spaces. Yeah. The campgrounds we were staying at were full of our retired friends. We and actually, some of them were very sweet to us. Very and the kids. sweet. I would say that's all we thought were on the road were retired people because again, <laughs> We didn't do that much that much research. Yeah, we were we like, where are all the um, cup families and yeah. couples? And so three months in, we were somewhere along the Gulf Coast, and we had been planning to stay at this beach RV resort. I don't even remember where it was now, and I just kept feeling like our kids need to like meet other kids. Like, and so I found the full-time families group, shout out to full-time families. And I rerouted us instead of saying on the beach, 
we went and stayed in this little town called Madison, Florida, because there is a full-time family meetup. And Drew had a bad attitude about it because it was in this podunk town in Florida instead of the beach. Yeah, can I share my part of that? <laughs> sure. So I tell people this all the time, so it's okay. Um, so I was really excited because it was our first time staying on, on the, the beach. beach. So I yeah. was like, oh my gosh, it's going to be amazing. <laughs> I was. Oh, I had to say your name. That's right. Yeah. yeah. Go ahead, Drew. Um, So I was like, she tells me she books this event in Madison, Florida. And I'm like, what? Who's ever even heard of Madison, Florida? And I was like, who are these people? They're probably weird. You know? And she's like, well, they're just like us. They're (laughs) full-time RVers. Like, yeah, but they're probably weirder. Yeah. And then uh, I will say on the first night, by the end of the first day, I did apologize to you. And That's I was right. like, mm-hmm. um, I owe you an apology. This is exactly what our family needed, what I needed, and I can tell what you needed. And mm-hmm. So continue. Mama following the gut. Yeah, and you were, you were it turned on. out right. You were spun on. As it usually does. So keep going. We were in the wrong campground. <laughs> yeah. So we were just at the wrong campgrounds. Then a bunch of people there told us about Thousand Trails, which when you're wintering in Florida, it's like, where a lot of full-time fl- families, <laughs> flamlies, mm-hmm. full-time families are. Yeah. Um, and I mean, seriously, the families that we met at that first meetup, we've stayed friends with over the last yeah. year yep. and have, we've camped with them and yep. it's been amazing. And like, yeah, gone to Ohio yeah. and other places, North Carolina. And, yeah. Met um, up with them in their hometown. <laughs> yeah. 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 No, yeah. That's cool. Um, but we built like real friendships there right. and realized that, oh, we're staying in the wrong places. They're here. They exist. Yeah. All these families are out here, but we were just. They aren't spending. <laughs> they aren't staying the sun outdoors with all the grandpa money. and grandmas. They're, uh, yeah. they're a little smarter yeah. with their money than yeah. we were. At the start there. Hey friends, pardon the interruption. This is a sponsored episode and it's time for a short ad break. I love spending time outside with my kids, especially when we're traveling in the RV. Recently, we had a blast trying out some of Elikai Outdoors' amazing outdoor games. Their games are inspired by nature and are incredibly durable, which means you can create lasting memories with your loved ones. And the best part? They're carrying cases. They're compact enough to take on the road with you. Be sure to check them out at elikai.com slash rvqueens and use the code rvqueens10 to enjoy a discount of 10% off your order. If you're like me, you love to have a piece of memorabilia from each location you and your family visit in the RV. I've bought countless stickers from our travels to the point I didn't know what to do with them all. Then I found the Rivet Supply Company Adventure Boards. These are handcrafted acrylic boards that you mount to your camper door to collect and showcase your travel stickers. The boards are both customizable and weatherproof, and you can take it with you if you decide to sell your RV. Get yours or buy one for a friend today at rivetsupplycode.com and use code RVQueens10 for 10% off your order. So the life lesson, obviously, is like, if you're feeling lonely, there's people out there, maybe Mm -hmm. just, you know, try out some new quote unquote campground. You're in a, you're in the wrong campground. Yeah. Yeah. Find a different community, find, find your people and keep trying. So, right. Cause we could have, I mean, and, and I didn't add this, but three months in, I would say like, I was missing my friends and family Mm -hmm. back home and starting to feel a little bit lonely and finding that group changed our trip. Yeah, because then we've we've camped with friends probably every few months or so. Mm -hmm. Sometimes there'll be three or four, but um, having that community has, I think, really kept us on the road. Yeah, and been awesome. Number seven. Number. Oh my gosh, we're on seven already. It's my lucky number. This is a good one. Mm -hmm. With experience and time, 
you will be able to improve at anything. Uh, <laughs> is the story that goes along with this how you've learned how to like repair everything in the RV? Mm, no, we're not there yet. <laughs> Notice I said yet. Yet. <laughs> that is a good growth mindset. Yeah, yeah. So growth mindset. So when Kate and I started, we were not camping people, as you've learned. Um, we, I, I mean, I, I'm not handy, so I'd never towed anything in my life. And yeah. we, we only camped one time. It was to practice before taking off. Um, and so we could have, you know, researched the crap out of this and, uh, or I should, I should say junk. We, we could have researched the junk. You out already of this. dropped the F bomb. So why are you editing okay, because out I crap? Need- <laughs> So we okay. need to create like a hierarchy. <laughs> okay, but so um, we could have like over-researched and over-analyzed, mm-hmm. right? Yeah. Um, instead, we decided to take action and learn as we go, which we didn't know much about black tanks. Um, kind of oh, funny story. Yeah. We actually didn't even know about flushing, like properly like flushing your black tank for months yeah. uh, until the full-time That's family right. event. Yeah. <laughs> so we were only flushing with gray and not doing anything else. Our setups, our first times we would set up for for the first few months to take us like an hour because we'd At always least. have something go wrong. Was yeah. kind of our, our landing gear had major yeah. issues. But and our kids were like, ugh, they hated They time. hated travel day um, and setup. Um, so, yeah. Always but we, we had multiple people that would like come by and be really sweet and drive around the golf cart near us a couple stops but um so now you drive the kids around a golf cart yeah Yeah. what i say you said drive around in a golf cart oh sorry yeah (laughs) but anyway so people would just come watch us (laughs) well actually they would do that too so um but now you know we we get set up very quick 15 20 minutes as long as leveling works but um you know and then i've learned that i can repair some things that they're not as difficult as i thought there's still some stuff i that are definitely outside my comfort zone, but um, I would say we've improved. Yeah, dramatically. Dramatically. So with and time. I would, the other and lesson practice. for me in this this uh, is that action is greater than research. Mm-hmm. Um, and you're a big researcher. Yeah, and yeah. there's someone I follow who talks about like um, you really only need to know seventy five percent of what you need to know to take action. Yeah, and so um, sometimes even fifty. I mean, yeah, I would say we probably knew 30. So maybe we went too far the other way, but <laughs> maybe stretching it. <laughs> okay. 35. <laughs> no, I meant the other way. Oh, okay. Okay. All right. Let's move on. Number eight. This is a good one. Kids know how to learn. Like on, their, on own. their own. We have been amazed, like taking our kiddos. Well, we should say our oldest was school age and had been in school. Our youngest was like five when we hit the road. So he's never really known traditional school. Mm -hmm. Um, But our oldest, I mean, I feel like she's thriving more than ever. She's, she has the time and the space and the freedom to like sit down and focus on what she's interested in learning and having that like just time freedom has been amazing. It's Mm -hmm. super cool to watch as a parent because she'll just sit there and be like, she's, she will take hours to like learn French or mm-hmm. learn. I mean, I don't even know how she's learning how to crochet all this stuff. Yeah. That's amazing. Um, what's the other thing that <laughs> so she one time, So when we were in Chicago, um, she came up with this whole plan that she wanted to do. Oh yeah. Um, all these book reports. Yeah. So that's she came right. up with a plan to write eight book reports and she would earn a prize or earn this American item. girl doll. Yeah. That yeah. she really wanted. I remember one day she wanted to practice cursive 
And we were like, okay, I mean, right. we think you have a curse, cursive workbook still. And she practiced for two hours that day. Um, and then she like went around like decorating all these drawings with cursive words. And, yeah. Um, it's we, been really cool to watch. We took out a couch um, from our front living room and added a mm. piano. And so she'll just go and teach herself piano. And, right. And now she's um, teaching Teddy yeah. <laughs> how to play some songs. Yeah. <laughs> But I think just na- like like she has this natural curiosity to learn things and, you know, or some days like one day I mentioned it seemed like you really like baking. And an hour later, she had started an entire baking project that was going to last a couple hours. Substantial <laughs> amount of time. Yeah. Um, and we've just seen and we've seen that with Teddy, too. He's he's still learning how to um, learn about things that he likes. Right. But. Um, now that he can read, it's open like so many doors for him. He'll just sit there and like read books about, he's really into cars and he's really into nonfiction mm-hmm. car books from the library. So now he can read them on his own yeah. and learn about different types of cars. So I'd say like <laughs> they're awesome. able, there's a lot of freedom for them to be able to explore their curiosities that maybe yeah. they wouldn't get in a traditional setting. Yeah. And I think what we've learned about our kids and maybe different, maybe other kids are this way. I, I think they are. Um, I'd be curious to hear from other RV families about this, but um, it seems like kids do well when they can actually sit and focus on something for a long period of time versus mm-hmm. you need to switch to this subject. You need to switch to right. this and this. Right. Number nine, nothing will ever be perfect. So stop expecting it and be grateful for what's here now. Uh, the story <laughs> with this is our slide. So our slide yes. was broken, as we said, for seven months. And Kate and I were getting pretty frustrated because it was also... It was the bedroom slide. So Our bedroom our, slide. and Our space, me and Drew's living space was like squished. and Compressed, like, you yeah. Know, it if just, Drew wanted to get in the closet, he had... Well, both of us had to climb over the bed. Yeah, I had to, to climb over him to get into bed. Like, you know. We didn't have access to our dresser because the bed was pushed up against yeah, it. Yeah, that's right. Or um, the closet. Or the closet that has our books and our printer and all of these yeah, things. Yeah, that's right. So... Um, so it was, you know, very frustrating. We also had, um, multiple stops to repair it. We had a mobile RV tech that ended up kind of damaging the slide. Um, and it broke the next stop. We had the dealer that said they fixed it. And then again, broke the next stop. So one of the stops where it was like, we had had a travel day and we parked and we were both like, like, everyone's like, cross your fingers. We're going to try doing the bedroom slide and see if it still works. And sure enough, it was like, came out angled and like I was the one watching the slide while Drew was pushing the button and I think I started crying like I was just like oh my god it's not working Mm -hmm. and and somewhere along the lines when he is like it's not really a must-have it's a nice to have about the slide at the time it was a little too soon I was not uh happy to hear her say that but yeah. with time and reflection, she's actually right. <laughs> yeah. So she said, you were pretty emotional. Speaking of resilience, um, <laughs> you're pretty emotional. And she goes, you know, guys, so it's not, yeah, it's not really a, a must have. It's just a nice to have. And I go, I actually remember saying to her, Winnie, that is not helpful right now. <laughs> and then with time, I was like, probably an hour later, I calmed down and I thought, that's a really good perspective. Like, yeah. um, like there are a lot bigger problems going on. We still have a, a place to sleep every night. Mm-hmm. We have a place for our clothes. There yeah, are people are, that are clean water. far worse off, um, you know, and we do have this nice camper. And, and also what I realized was like of all the slides to not be working, 
that was actually the most convenient one to have not work for seven months because if it was our living room slide, um, it would have cut off half of our living room. Yeah. And I mean, the kitchen side, we could, the kitchen side, we could, we'd have to go outside and go on the back door to come on the other side. And so she's she's right. right. She was right. So, um, that helped us as well. Like with the whole, nothing will ever be perfect. So just be grateful for what's there. So we were Mm -hmm. like, she really did help us switch to be like, okay, let's just be grateful for this camper. What does work? Um, stop focusing so much energy and negativity on the fact that our slides busted. (laughs) And then the funny thing is like, it magically started working right oh before we went gosh. to take it back to get repaired. I know. So, but we still got it repaired. That's a story for another time. <laughs> yeah. Crazy town. Uh, All right. Here's my number 10 and then I'll let you share yours. Okay. We both have different number 10s. <laughs> <Yeah. laughs> I mean, we probably should have started at 10 and then gone down. So this oh, is my number one. Dang it. Should we just go back and re-record everything? Great. Okay. Yeah, just let's... kidding. Okay. Number 10, which is actually my number one is there are good people everywhere. Media just likes to show all the scumbags. And I think this has been like a really surprising part of travel life. First of all, we're not the type of people that watch a lot of news. Like we don't have the TV constantly running in our house. Um, You know, stuff like that. We don't like have a constant stream of media coming in. And I would say like when we lived in the city, Even though we didn't have, like, the news playing all the time, you know, you just, like, pick it up kind of everywhere you are. And so kind of cutting out that media voice, that, like, constant, like, here's what's going wrong, here's what's going wrong, here's all the bad people, here's all these killings, like, blah, 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 everything that's going wrong in the world. Stuff meant to keep us all in fear, yeah. (laughs) Yeah. Mm -hmm. But, and, like, really just focusing on where we are and who we're meeting and the life that we're, like, living presently here around us. It's been wonderful to meet so many good people. Like everywhere we go, small towns, big cities, like whatever it is, we meet really kind people. And um, it's just kind of like, you know, restored a little faith in humanity. Mm -hmm. Mm -hmm. (laughs) And even like through the podcast too. Like that's why I started this podcast is like, I kept meeting so many incredible people. And then, you know, I just especially wanted to shine a light on the women. It's like so uplifting to me to like be in such a great community of humans. Shout out to the RV community. (laughs) Uh, So my number 10 is that slowing down is magic. And I kind of combine it with another one, which is time is our greatest asset. And I'm more aware of that now than I ever was. So when people hear me say slowing down, they might think that's weird since you know we're traveling all over the country in an RV. Mm-hmm. Um, but I, what I mean is that we don't have the everyday chaos going on of um, running around to events and certain things, and um, you know, kids playing soccer and basketball and football and gymnastics and the um, you know the bake sale and all of that. And so the bake sale. <laughs> do people still do that? So so we went to so many bake sales. It was just like stressing yeah. us out. Yeah, we were all about the bake sales. Uh, so, but um, something that we've talked about a few times on our travels. I don't think we ever went to a bake sale. Okay, quit focusing on the bake sale. <laughs> Where did that even come from? <laughs> You're probably just like trying to think of like traditional things that people are like doing. It's because, it's because our daughter texted us this morning about eating a cinnamon roll uh, from a bake sale. That's why it's in my head. Oh, okay. So, Got anyways, um, Ooh, we've funny. talked about this on our travels quite a bit, but there is a level of 
I think freedom and peace that's come into our life from uh, slowing down and just being so intentional about our time and focusing on our family. Um, did you want to say anything else about bake sales? It seems like it's right on the tip of your tongue. <laughs> I can't stop thinking about it. <laughs> uh, <laughs> are you like, are you like, like, my, like yeah, I can tell you're just like bursting at the seams of lab at bake sale again. Oh my God. <laughs> my last point is just totally ruined. Sorry, I messed up your last, your number 10 slash number one. Yeah, mine is ruined. It's over. Oh my um, gosh. But you and I have always kind of pushed back in general against the societal norms of chasing your tail and being super busy. Yeah. And, uh, and so I would say, you know, something I've talked with other dads and, you know, couples on this trip about is like, um, why, why wait to, uh, you know, do all these amazing things with our families when we're 65 or 70 and, you know, we're now we don't have the energy. old and maybe, well, we'll have the energy, but oh. some others won't, yeah. you know, but yeah, maybe you don't have the energy to do it. Right. And you're exhausted and, um, and you don't, you know, you don't want to go do all these things. And so to me, and we also don't, you know, nothing is given, right. Time's not given to us. And so, um, we don't know how much time we have left on this earth. So why not make the most of it now? And, and our kids will only be this age once. They'll only right. be in our house for a short period of time, taking full advantage of that now, instead of saying, well, when we're 65, we'll take them and their kids on trips and things like that. But yeah, let's live life now to its fullest and take advantage of the time that we're, we've been given today. Yeah. I've heard people say you have- And go to lots of bake sales. So many bake sales. Oh, so many. Um, people say you have 18 summers with your kids. Mm. I'm, I'm, I'm okay Boom. with like 25. They can stay till they're 25. I know, but still the, the idea of yeah. like the normal American life. Yeah. Um, and- when he's nine, she's going to be 10. This is going to be her 10th summer. So then after yeah. that, we only have eight, you know, yeah. it, when you put it in that perspective, it's like, this is finite. Like this, yeah. we get one time around here. We don't get to like mm -hmm. relive this time with our kids again. Yeah. Um, and having the, the like space and time to just focus on them and be with them and have fun with them. It's pretty cool. I don't know. I'm not always good about this, but I am pretty good about it. It's like, if we're, maybe I'm working or doing something and Teddy wants to go on a bike ride or play Uno. It's like, I can, I can do that. We can play Uno yeah. now. You know? You're really good at that. So, oh, well, thank you. Sometimes I feel I, like I'm like, no, I'll do it later. But in general, yeah, I'm like, okay, let's play Uno right now. Let's yeah. do a bike ride. I'll and, get back to I'm work. And I'm kind of like, are you sure you don't need to work? <laughs> <laughs> you need are to be you, making us some are money. You sure you're going to go on another bike ride? Yeah. <laughs> the other, the other part that's kind of a tangent off of this that maybe is, would be like another bonus lesson, but what I've really learned on this trip about parenting and our kids. It sounds silly to say it, but that what our kids want most from us is our attention. I feel like we were always very close with our kids, but we've gotten closer and that like the last things about, you know, like, well, don't they need to be socialized and be with other kids? And it's like, I feel like actually know what they really want from their parents is they and need is attention from mm -hmm. us. And then, yeah, they do socialize well with other kids and see them. And, yeah. um, but they really, what kids want and need most, I think is. Yeah. Because we've even seen even on this trip, when we live together like 24 seven, mm -hmm. we're always with them. You know, there's, there's days when it's like, there's stuff that we need to do, like the grocery shopping and the blah, 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 and you mm -hmm. have to work and I have a podcast and like, what, you know, it's just like busy days. And then we'll like see some behavior changes mm -hmm. <laughs> to, uh, to the negative slant. Yeah. Uh, and a kid and we'll be like, dude, 
like we haven't spent any focused attention on the kids Mm -hmm. and it affects them. So like we, we can see that. But I think, and I think we've seen like positive changes from them from just being able to be around us so much. Yeah. Because we're such great influences. I went to the negative and you're like, and also the positive changes. (laughs) Uh, And all the bake sales. Also for anyone that's watching this on YouTube, um, and you're wondering, why are you sitting somewhere with this really interesting and strange background? Uh, we are sitting against the back of a bed in a hotel room because we had a weekend away because we're back home for Christmas and Drew's parents are watching the kids. I thought that they figured that out at the start when I said some people go to hotels and... Um, was that the beginning of this or I, was that the practice round? Yeah, that was the beginning of this. Oh I my gosh, that. this is so embarrassing. <laughs> <sighs> I don't think people will actually be like, what are they? Where are they? Maybe you said at the beginning, it's like, we're recording from a hotel. Well, now they know. Either way. Okay, okay everyone. Merry Christmas. <laughs> I Merry hope Christmas you guys and a happy new year. Take the time to reflect on your own year. Um, share with me what you learned. I would love to hear it. And I'll see you all in season three. When we talk more about bake sales. This is season three. This is the end of season three, by the way. Wait, I thought this was season the end of season two. <laughs> Do you even listen to this podcast? Clearly you don't even see you all, See you all in season four. <laughs> Maybe. We'll see if you get an invite. I thought you invited oh me at the gosh. end of each season. Why did you skip me at the end of last season? Uh I don't remember, but we had things going on. That's besides the point. Okay. (laughs) Bye, everyone. (laughs) Happy holidays. All right, my friends, that concludes today's episode. Thank you so much for being here and for listening and for being an awesome part of the RV Queens community. If you could please like and subscribe on whatever platform you're listening on, that would be awesome. And if you want to have more conversations like this, you can head to rvqueenspodcast.com slash community and find your RV Queens circle today. All right, guys, I'll see you next week or hopefully I will see you on the road. Dude, are you kidding?